Okay, the reading is taken from Luke chapter 10, verses 1 to 11, and then 16 to 20. Jesus sends out the 72. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Go, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, first say, peace to this house. If the head of the house loves peace, your peace will rest on that house. If not, it will return to you. Stay there, eating and drinking whatever they give you, for workers deserve their wages. Do not move around from house to house. When you enter a town and are welcomed, eat what is set before you. Heal those there who are ill, and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into its streets and say, even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. Yet be sure of this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. God. Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds. Say what you want to say to us this morning by your spirit, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, who's heard of Stormzy? Okay. So, Stormzy, real name Michael Omari, is a British rap artist, kind of at the top of his game at the moment. Um, he grew up in South Norwood in London, and his album, called Gang Signs and Prayer, went to number one in the UK album chart in March 2017. And one of the songs on that album got a lot of radio play at the time, and it's called Blinded by Your Grace. And uh, Stormzy wanted to write, he says, when he talks about it, a gospel song, and something that spoke something of his faith. And that's what that song is about. And heard of Glastonbury, the music festival Glastonbury? Yeah. So that took place just over a week ago, and uh, around 175,000 people go to that. Um, it's a big, big festival, and they have a big stage called the Pyramid Stage, which is the main stage, and the crowd just goes back and back and back. It's just a sea of people and faces. So it's, it's a massive deal if you get to headline at the Glastonbury stage. And uh, just over a week ago, Stormzy was the headline act at this, this, on this stage, and he's a, he's a complicated guy. 
He has a strong faith, and he talks about it being important to him. And if he receives a music award, um, then he will give the credit and the glory to God um, verbally when he receives that award as part of his speech. But that's not the whole artist. Um, there are, there's language in his songs, and in fact, even later on in the set at Glastonbury, after he'd performed this song, Blinded by Your Grace, that isn't for the faint-hearted. Um, most of his material is not like this song, so you don't want to be going out and buying an album after what I've shown you today and think you're going to find more of the same, because mainly you won't, okay? Anyway, he came to Glastonbury, and he did this. Thank you. Could we have the lights? Help me out, please. We're going to take this to church. And we're going to give God all the glory right now. We're giving God all the glory right now. Let's go, man. Help me out. I'm blinded by your grace. Sing along. Sing along. I'm blinded by your grace, by your grace. I'm blinded by your grace. I'm blinded by your grace. Sing along by your grace. Sing along.
powerful, isn't it? And it's really uplifting. And imagine doing all that and then realizing your pants were showing. <laughs> no, I suspect you knew. <laughs> There's actually some really good theology in that song, and I don't know if you could hear the lyrics clearly, um, and I promise I'm not going to sing them or rap them. But it's, um, Lord, I've been broken. Although I'm not worthy, you fixed me. Now I'm blinded by your grace. You came and saved me. I stay prayed up, and then I get the job done. Yeah, I'm Abigail's youth, but I'm God's son. But I'm up now. Look at what God's done. You saved this kid, and I'm not your first. It's not by blood, and it's not by birth. But oh my God, what a God I serve. And of course, now there's Christians on social media arguing over this, whether it's a good witness or not to do this amazing thing, kind of unashamedly taking it to church as he calls it, publicly honoring God's salvation and activity in his life. But then later on in the same set, he gets quite sweary, his lyrics are sweary, um, and he calls insults on politicians. And uh, some Christians, it seems, want to make him kind of like a poster boy for faith because um, yeah, he's cool, right? So this is a good thing. But others find these different sides to him quite troubling. But there's no doubt actually, that God is in his life in some way, and he's unafraid to own that fact, regardless of how that might affect his popularity or not. And you're now probably wondering what, if anything, that has to do with the sending out of the 72. Stay with me. I'll try and make some links. Um, I had this as a request, actually, um, to play this clip at some point in church by a couple of people in the congregation, and I just made them promise that they wouldn't go out and get the album thinking they're going to find worship songs <laughs> on him, because <laughs> you really won't. Um, but Stormzy does seem to see his life as being under the authority of God. Through this adoption into the family of faith, he sings it's not by, blo not by blood and it's not by birth. So that's the grace that he's singing about. And it's this grace incarnate in Christ who sends the 72 out to do the work. They're immediately exposed and vulnerable. They're like sheep among wolves. They bring their message, and their message may well be not well received. And in his song, Stormzy comes with quite a message. It's a bold one, anyway, for an audience of presumably all faiths and none. But he brings it there on the stage with pretty much the insistence that everybody joins in with the worship. And what was remarkable about that is that, for the most part, people seem happy to go along with it, don't they? However influenced they are by the crowd and the dynamics there and uplifted by the music and all of that, there does seem to be a connection there uh, for many people with this song. But of course, he put it out there with the risk that it might not be received. By the time it got to Glastonbury, it's done very well in the charts, and he knows that people like it. But it is a gospel song that he wrote, and for some reason wanted, on a Grimer album of very different kind of music. His back catalogue is definitely not this sort of a song, so I can only assume that there was a little bit of risk for him in writing a song like this and putting this on his album and releasing it to his usual audience. The 72 are told to go boldly and not to worry about the reception that their message is going to get, not to be held back by what others might think, not to worry for their own reputation if someone were to find out that they are Christian, they are followers of Christ. They haven't come to force their agenda on people if they don't want to listen. They're simply instructed to give their message with peace and respect, 
but with the confidence of knowing whose you are. And if a welcome is not forthcoming, if they're rejected, then so what? Don't hang around. Move on. Shake the dust off your feet. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers. It's a big job that needs doing. Some might reject you, but there are plenty out there who won't. So who does Jesus send? He sends those asking the Lord of the harvest for workers. So it's a pray for others to be sent, but go yourselves kind of dynamic. But they go in pairs. They're in community. It's not a solo project. Just as we are in community, we have one another. Pray and go, this says. Don't put it off or wait for the whole church to get ready or arise. Just get going, and it doesn't take many of you. Go in pairs. 72, ordinary people who go and do extraordinary things. There's something there about opportunity, seizing the day, realizing that life is short, but then recognizing that at the end of the day, what matters most actually is our belonging to God, not power or success or influence or even what we do in his name. In fact, Jesus redirects their focus when they come back um, to him overjoyed at what's happened. And they're talking really about the enjoyment of the power that they have over the demons. They say, the demons submit to us in your name, Jesus. And he does affirm them in their authority to do those great things, but he reminds them not to get giddy over the triumph of it. That's not the point, he says. The point is you know who you belong to and where all this comes from. And on that stage, that Glastonbury stage, with around 100,000 people in the audience hanging on his every word, in the eyes of the world and in the eyes of many of his fans, Stormzy has made it to the top by his own skill and his own hard work. He's the second youngest solo act to headline Glastonbury and the first solo black British artist to do so. And maybe Stormzy's not everyone's cup of tea. Maybe he's complicated flawed, human, prone to excesses, prone to selfish behavior and self-promotion. Maybe some of his lyrics are dodgy, so maybe he's just like the rest of us. But we just get to see the good and the bad in him on public display. But you do, I think, during that song at Glastonbury, see in him a moment of recognition that he's at this landmark point in his rise to fame. He's made it, really, And at that moment, he wants to point everyone unashamedly to God and unashamedly own who he is in God's eyes. And we all have lumps and bumps in our faith. We are on a journey. We are a work in progress. We don't know how the 72 felt about going. Their knees might have been trembling. We just know they went. In fact, we know little about them except that they clearly weren't part of Jesus' very close inner circle of disciples. And goodness knows, the disciples were a flaky lot sometimes, weren't they? And we can only assume that these 72, therefore, were not necessarily master evangelists. But they were appointed, they were sent, they were told to pray, and then they went. There's a lot of activity in those verses. It doesn't sound like much time was spent talking about it or training in depth. 
And it sounds daunting until we think a little bit about just what that harvest is that uh, Jesus says is so plentiful and so ready. Whose is the harvest? Ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers into his field. So the harvest is God's. God who sows, God who sustains and grows. In fact, God is continually out there and in here, sowing, growing, sustaining, blessing. It's just that humanity frequently fails to notice God's goodness and provision and recognize his sovereignty in the world. Mankind instead chooses to run things to a different agenda, selfishness and greed and control and power, and those are the areas, of course, we know in which things start to go wrong. And the need for love and healing and forgiveness and restoration, in other words, the need for the kingdom of God to come near becomes even more acute. It is such a big harvest. It is too much to gather almost. Although instead of an abundance of crops, it's an abundance of need. People who need to hear and know of the love and blessing of God in their lives, that God has there for them if they will only take it. People who need to have the grace of the kingdom. And it's an abundance of opportunity for us to show that grace and love to others. And it is all around us, this harvest. If you know who you are, if you know God's grace for yourself, then go in confidence. Live your faith out where you are. Don't be afraid for your reputation in the eyes of others. Don't hide the light and the love you've received. Turn it outwards. Don't be afraid to let others know who you belong to, or that you pray, or that you need God. Don't be afraid to show that you are a work in progress. Go anyway. Be bold, because it's God's harvest field, and we've all been appointed to work in it. I'm going to ask you to share with the person next to you or sitting near you um, a question and an answer that we've done before in this congregation and in the 845 and uh, it's questions that in the Diocese of Canterbury, various churches and groups are working with. I know one of the cell groups in particular has been working with, with this question. And so it's to ask one another, what difference in your life right now, whether it's this day today or this week, but, but now in the present, does knowing God or Jesus make to you? What difference is that making? So I want you to share that, if you can, with the person next to you. If that is complicated for you, there is a get-out. You can just say, I just need more time to think about that, and then maybe listen to the person next to you. So I'm not forcing anybody into this who feels uncomfortable with it. But what difference does knowing God make to you in your life now? Off you go. Just for a couple of minutes. Now, there's a second part to that question, um, which goes like this. How can I, as in the person that you're talking with, how can I help you to be a closer-to-God, seven-day-a-week Christian? Now, that's maybe one to ponder and perhaps to pick up over the coffee break. It might be something as simple as, can you text me in the week because I've got a tricky day on Wednesday and I'd just like you to remind me to pray or whatever it is like that. So have a think about how... 
how you might support one another? These are good questions to ask ourselves. Let's just lift this to God. Loving God, thank you for one another. Thank you that we go in community when you send us. Thank you for your great love for us and for all those in your world. Help us be bold. Help us stand with courage. Help us declare to whom we belong. In Jesus' name, amen.